0: Just remember, there's a special place in hell for women who don't help each other. In the culture war, there are no winners, just podcasters. Only a few are willing to risk their lives in the face of some of the dumbest ideas to have ever captured human civilization. Every week, we, Megan Dom, and Sarah Hader, humbly accept this mission to bring you conversations that are equal parts stunning, brave, and mid. mid. Welcome to a special place in hell. Did we say mid already? I like it so much. I think we can reuse it, but. Okay. Yeah, no, we can use it. I mean, it's an evergreen. Mm-hmm. We're all, we're all mid. Anyway, uh, have you recovered from Martin Luther King Day? Oh, uh, I'm still celebrating Martin Luther yeah. King Day. Tonight I'm going
1: to go out dressed up as MLK, <laughs> um, telling people about my dream.
0: There's a word for that, Sarah. <laughs> right. Well. Not going to say it. People don't like it. There's a word for it. Uh, yeah. you were, were you out all night partying, though? It's kind of a big it's a big party night, like bar crawls. What are, you, what are you supposed to do, genuinely, on MLK Day? Um, I usually spend the day waiting for the mail.
1: Mm -hmm. And then I
0: give up because I realize it's not coming. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's, that is what you're supposed to do.
1: It's like, feels like a very performative holiday too. It's just a day where like people get to close daycares and nannies don't come in. And, Mm -hmm. but you know, it's like Juneteenth. What are you supposed to do? Or veterans day. Uh, Sarah, we are going to get so canceled. No,
0: but, but veterans day also, I don't know. I don't get it. What about president's day?
1: yeah what what am i supposed to do that i guess you can dress up as a president your favorite president
0: (laughs) (laughs) you can dress up as a president and then go to the bank and wait for it to open Mm. Uh, yeah i don't know martin luther king day well how when did they start celebrating it that would be a good question like 70s the 80s
1: I, i just i like the holidays where there's something you do you know, like there's like a shared ritual that we all undertake, or most of us undertake. You know, like Memorial Day is it? No, July July Fourth, July Fourth, where we all have the barbecue, okay? And then there's fireworks. That's nice. So that's what we do. There's a shared ritual, a sense of like, what are you? You know, like where are you going to watch the fireworks or whatever? Um, right that's right, nice right. that's nice i like the ritual of and that.
0: also it's not always on a monday i mean it's very convenient that a lot of these days they're always on mondays mm-hmm. um so mm-hmm. fourth of july you can't really oh, fake it yeah. so did you know i'm looking this up martin luther the first martin luther king day was uh in 1980 is that right let's see uh on november 2nd 1983 Ronald Reagan signed the King holiday bill into law, designating that the third Monday in January was a federal holiday in observance of civil rights leader, Dr. Martin Luther King. Wow. It's that recent.
1: That doesn't surprise me. It couldn't have happened too soon after he died. You know, wow. it needed, we needed some time. And
0: then, hmm. um, that's so weird. Then what weird. do you
1: do? Did he ever, did he indicate Did he say
0: something just like we just uh, take a day off? Everybody relaxes? Um, Thinks about civil rights? Um, I find that so weird. You know, one of the first, wow, 1986 was the first official Martin Luther King Day. That is Hmm. so strange because I actually, that was one of my first public speaking events. I had to give a speech about Martin Luther King, like in the town. (laughs) Like in the center of my town, uh, about you know, on that day, like there was some kind of celebration, and I was in high school. I and um, and I gave this stupid little speech, but I have I that's funny, I have no memory of that being the first. You should one find ever. that speech
1: if you can, if you could find it, it yeah, later. you know, it, it's it's in this, and the next program. MLK day will. Like read it on the pod. Mm-hmm.
0: It was so basic. It was so basic. It was like Martin Luther King was known for his not just the things he said, but the way he said them. I remember mm-hmm. that, I said that. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: MLK. There's something about it that just—it's all basic stuff, you know. And it I, I, the I,
0: original basic. <laughs> I just there's
1: not much else to say. You know, he doesn't provoke controversy. Malcolm X, that could be interesting. If was yeah, Malcolm he was, little, day, that, he was an edgelord. Little, yeah. 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 So we could have some interesting conversations around it. With MLK, I notice a lot of what would MLK have thought of Blah, You know, and for the last <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I feel like yeah. for the last 10 years it's been that MLK would not have approved of woke race anti-racism right uh that that's any there's conservative like bent to like own mlk now like and the legacy of him because they're they they're just like this is he agrees with us actually and if he was alive today he would agree with us or yeah
0: although you know i always think about the in the letter from the birmingham jail that whole thing about the white moderate Mm -hmm. um i mean that comes up a lot and i i think about it all the time i actually wrote about it in my in my book, because I'm always going on about respectability politics. And I think Mm -hmm. that, you know, if you're going to make a statement and be an activist, you should like, you know, dress up respectably and, you know, be, be, be dignified and kind of shame the other side into Mm. not, you know, into taking you seriously. But, um, I don't know. I mean, he did say, I'm just going to read know, just to refresh everybody's Memory. So this was in 1963, letter from a Birmingham jail it says, I must confess that over the last few years, I've been gravely disappointed with the white moderate. That'd be us. Not you. You're a brown moderate, Sarah. Mm. So he's mm. talking about me. I have almost reached the regrettable conclusion that the Negro's great stumbling block in the stride toward freedom is not the white citizens' council or the Ku Klux Klaner, but the white moderate who is more devoted to, quote, order. Then to justice, who prefers a negative piece, which is the absence of tension, to a positive piece, which is the presence of justice, who constantly says, I agree with you in the goal you seek, but I can't agree with your methods of direct action. So I always think about that. And I think like, well, would he be talking about now? I mean, now, come on, it's next level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, I, I, I couldn't imagine it would it would be. I would be surprised if MLK was actually alive today. One, we can't know where he would be, but two, if that individual, that human wouldn't just uh, feel as if everyone else feels um, on the anti-racism camp. Like, I I think he would just adopt the views of the world around him. The world has changed, you know, and race relations have changed um, since he wrote that letter. um, And since he, you know, gave all, gave his famous speeches I think he would have been more more of an extremist. I think he oh, would have really? been closer to Abraham Kendi. Yeah, I was going to say he would be a Kendi. He, uh, closer affiliate. to. I don't think he would be Kendi because Kendi's an idiot and MLK was clearly intelligent and, you know, a gifted writer and speaker. That That's not what's going on with our our anti-racist campaigners. I feel like they're very um, store brand kind of, you know,
0: just, right. I don't it's know where the talent pay, went. Paint by numbers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you're saying that Martin Luther King was like a basic like a like a basic uh, civil rights pro. I mean, he was
1: he was a product of his place and time. And I think there was a there was a time in which uh, you you could have had a very idealistic view of what was getting in the way of, you know, this perfect harmony between, you know, whites and blacks and perfect equality as well in, you know, the social sphere, the the Political sphere, economically, like it, and according to what he knew and what had actually happened through the course of American history, that what got in the way of black advancement and progress was actually white people. <laughs> like, well, it actually was right, white um, white supremacy and um, various ways of of uh, disadvantaging yeah. blacks. Um, that actually happened. Of course that happened. And so he saw that happen and it is not surprising that in his mind, he would conclude that all we need to do is to, you know, remove these barriers um, and we would have something better. But it, as you indicate with that quote from the the letter to a uh, letter from a Birmingham jail, that there was a, there was kind of a radical edge to him that gets whitewashed a little bit
0: yeah i mean toward the end i think he was considered a radical when he died that happens to Uh, a lot of people like
1: that happens to a lot of activists you start off idealistic and then you become much more like i I wouldn't say if angry is a word but uh disappointed you expect hmm. to see certain changes in your lifetime you don't see it or you just see some of the nastiness of people around you. Uh, and I, I've noticed that when I read biographies of activists, they tend mm. to get more more negative over time and more uh, radical, I guess might be the word. But
0: Is that because things aren't working?
1: Maybe because things aren't working or maybe they just didn't see it working fast enough. Yeah. But it maybe it's not an objective thing at all. Maybe it's just the consequences of doing that kind of work it's like social work you know you just you start off a certain way with a certain view of humanity and then you sort of you and you, you exit social work well, hating tough, people and, I, and
0: <laughs> I guess you could be i mean cuz i'm wondering like is it you sort of either become angry and, and indignant or um cynical and apathetic like are those the two is that like sort of i don't the even know if you can row? stay
1: angry for so long
0: you know i i
1: think Mm-hmm. A- anger helps feel the beginning of things mm-hmm. um and then right a- anger can be channeled in a very positive way if 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 one wants it to be but it, but there's this the, the kind of n- almost nihilistic distaste for other people and for society that's not not something that can be channeled positively when somebody enters that kind of you know mental space it's better that they just disappear um stopping aging publicly. i think that's
0: what twitter has now become x is the, what you basically what you just described is x i feel like mm. it mm. just it is, it is a cesspool of people who have either given up on humanity or are performing the part of somebody who's given up on humanity because apparently that is how you uh get ahead or just yeah. you know like saying the uh you know the 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 the, the, the hard truth is yeah. now just a kind of um that's kind of code for just saying something like the word like uh, highlighting the worst possible version of human behavior and instincts and this has somehow been elevated to some kind of like truth-telling uh like brand or some product that people are buying right either you
1: totally either you lie completely and ignore whole fields of of truth in order to say whatever it is that you're going to say or whatever it is that your social circle wants you to say or you yeah uh hone in on the quote-unquote hard truth like I get, yeah yeah I get you to the just,
0: exclusion of other things right like there's i know i know i okay i are you i just i i'm embarrassed about the amount of time that I spend on what, what is now X, like it's making, it's really sick. Like it's making me sick and I keep looking at it. Like Mm -hmm. it's very, it feels very unhealthy. Like I'm just seeing, Mm -hmm. and obviously that I'm clicking on the stuff that's making me Matt I'm not even talking about politics like that goes without saying but that's it's beyond that it's like there's and I've mentioned this before like this world of the there's like the trad influencers I mean that can be fairly banal whatever but then there's like the kind of black pill red pill black pill um kind of um you know manospheric advice space Mm -hmm. um and I find it really interesting I mean I'm I'm I think that like the evo psych component of this can be interesting but it's also exactly the reason that nobody takes evolutionary biology much less psychology seriously is because it gets abused in this way mm-hmm. um but i i feel like i'm i'm internalizing it okay. uh more than i than it's I, I'm he- definitely not healthy no i'm surprised that you are given that one you're not
1: getting many engagements on x anymore for some <laughs> strange reason uh no i i think i think you're not you're not you're not offending enough you need to you need to provoke that i've i've said this to you before that i don't you, i you, don't have
0: time but I've, i don't yeah, have yeah, the yeah. psychological yeah, but, bandwidth but for that i
1: i have actually been very good at staying away from twitter last like uh you know four days that you know there's been a four-day weekend you've been sober for four days <laughs> i've been sober for four days well it, it's snowing where i am and wow. so that means that um i don't have childcare. so Oh. It's, it's a holiday it's, it's a holiday i, I didn't know this I, you know i mean now i know it i guess but i didn't know it uh before i became a mother that is just you know i i remember like there would be parents co-workers colleagues would be working with me and in december they would just like basically take the whole month off <laughs> and i'd be like what why like what why what are you doing and then and now it's like oh school you know mm-hmm. <laughs> daycare snow day like, i mean it's just such a pain in the ass to Get anywhere, or do anything. You might as well take. Oh, a lot I see. Of time off, if there's, um, yeah. Okay. What is what? What are you going to do with the kids? You know, what are you going to do when your elementary the elementary school is off for two
0: weeks? Now what? You have to take okay. time off then too. I see. If you don't, yeah. if you don't take time off to you know take care of your kids, you're a racist on martin luther king day i'm curious what you think about this so i'm interested um there's a guy named justin murphy who um i would just for the record i think is he's he's been very helpful to me i think he's a a nice person and i i like justin personally um he has a, a newsletter called um other life he's he's um I think he was an academic in, in the past. I don't, I don't know what his background is exactly, but he's kind of like in this sort of business advice uh, space. And he, he reads a lot of books and he, the idea is he, he talks, he he reads lessons from the greatest books ever written and wildest thinkers who's ever lived. And he kind of um, extrapolates what he, from what he reads and, you know, gives some um, advice and sort of offers his own musings uh, about life. And um I don't know. He's he's been uh he he's been tweeting uh quite um aggressively lately when it comes to like, you know, what you should look for in, in a wife and um uh kind of mating and dating patterns, which I know is a, a favorite topic of ours. Uh and he did have um he had a string of them over the last few days, but he had one uh about how men should not uh, marry that they should not look for somebody who a wife who's intelligent. That it's better to have a a wife who's just kind of mid at most. Okay, so um, here's a couple notable ones. Uh, if you are a man seeking marriage, you need to understand no woman is ever going to love talking about your interests. You don't need to find a quote smart woman. She'll still be a woman. They don't care about. Anything like you do. That's one reason they need you. Grow up. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, there was another thing about interests. Um, He says, uh, I'm beginning to think that single men looking for a wife don't primarily need a wife. They need more intense male friends. A wife is someone you take care of mostly. Um, if you want intellectual intensity, write, speak, publish courageously until you earn it. It's on you, not her. All right, so don't go like, you know, trying to get your wife to talk about books and stuff like that. You should go out and and make speeches and have a podcast. Okay. Men. Um, Is that the one that,
1: so the, but the one that got people, the one that I saw pop up on my timeline was just about the marrying the hot IQ girl. Oh,
0: yes. Yes.
1: Which was men just marry a hot, lower iq girl from a rural church one who is simple and practical and faithful you don't need or want impressive opinions about foreign films quote a little retarded but i love them
0: End well that's quote. one of my words
1: words films. spoken by many happy husbands and many happy wives no less wow a little retarded but- retarded
0: <laughs> is like the new hot <laughs>
1: I mean, maybe you need
0: to be a little retarded. You know how that, like, they used to be like oh. there was like sexy ugly. You know, like you're so ugly that you're hot kind of thing. Like Lyle Lovett. Mm-hmm. I wonder if sure. it's not. I don't know who be, that like, is. But retarded. Okay. You don't know who Lyle Lovett is. Lyle oh, Lovett. No. He, he's from Texas. you're from Oh, Texas. well, you know I know this. everybody from Texas. Uh, yeah, I wonder if sort of like you know huh. retarded hot is going to be the next thing. Um. Yeah, talking about your interests with your wife is way overhyped in the minds of single men seeking marriage. My wife is smart, and I never talk to her about my interests. I talk to men about my interests. How it's been for thousands of years. Wow, Justin Murphy looks great for being over a thousand years old. Um. Yeah. Uh. Hmm. I don't know. So, like, we were talking about this a little bit last night. Like the idea of IQ, what you need to look for in a mate um how if how men like do you know do women value higher iq in men uh more than vice versa i mean you have extremely high iq um and i'm sure higher than genius level or, or anybody in your neighborhood so i wonder what you make of this
1: um i don't talk to my husband about my interest very much i mean a little bit but he gets bored he doesn't It's not. It's you know we don't we don't really share all the same interests. He's not that. He doesn't care about the culture or culture wars. He does a little bit. A little bit. I he can tolerate a little bit, but I could just go on about it for hours and hours, you know. And you can obsessed by certain, but but you know, like the 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 gender stuff. I'm obsessed about it and know all these details, and he doesn't care he doesn't
0: um, does he think know. that um you're like overly obsessed does he think that it, it it's you're making a big deal out of nothing or is he just like it's just neutral? not it's just
1: not who yeah it's just not something that interests him long enough to like ponder it for as long as i do and i think it's just also that some people they they live life differently you know i'm 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 obsessive about ideas i read all the time i'm constantly thinking about something someone said that's, you know, and then I'm lost in in thought. Some people don't live that way. And it's odd, but interesting. Uh, He's much more in the moment than I Mm -hmm. am. Uh, And I like that about him. I think that's fine. I think it's okay to not have, you know, perfect alignment and interests.
0: Oh, it's probably better.
1: I think, yeah, it is better because you give each other some space, you know? It's like, oh, you can't give me this, so let me find someone else to give me this. But, you know, contrary to what Justin Murphy's saying, I mean, I'm a woman who has, you know, who reads a lot of books or has, you know, impressive opinions, quote unquote, his his words. Um, and I I you know, I I that's not my husband.
0: Yeah. I I know. I feel that's the thing, is like I I I feel more and more like a man. Like when I read a lot of this kind of stuff, it makes me feel like I'm the man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Right. Like, so maybe there's so, something wrong with us or
1: it's yeah, well, just that's not as gendered true. as
0: he thinks right. that it might be. <laughs> yeah. It, it, okay. See, this is for you. Okay. So he, he tweeted, um, uh, you don't need to talk about your interests with your wife, hardly ever. A good wife will tolerate your ranting about them once or twice a week. That's more than enough. You just need male friends who can match your intensity. So he just described you, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. he did.
1: He did. So I don't know if that's there's something wrong with me. And, you know, the, the general statement is true when it comes to, to me. I bet it's a little bit of both. It's, it's a little bit that there it, there is something wrong with me, but also that it, this is not as gendered of a situation as he thinks it is. Mm-hmm. I think there is sometimes there's just normies, you know. There's just normies out there and they're not intense about anything. Or they are I intense know. about things but they're intense about normal things. Well, they're but, intense
0: about like sports.
1: Yeah, they're or you know, hanging out with their friends or their children or their you know, family in general and they're just that's what they're intense about and not about something weird you read in an old book. Um that's right. okay. I think that's okay. And It is, though, I have to say the IQ thing intrigues me quite a bit. I remember that was a question that came up in one of the Penelope advice episodes where somebody asked about whether or not, I don't know if it was a man or a woman, I forgot, but somebody somebody asked about how... whether they should consider being with somebody who is dumber than they are or like lower IQ than they are. And mm-hmm. Penelope really just dismissed it and said that why are you even, it doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. Do you like, you know, do you do you love them? Do you like talking to them? Um, I guess I disagree with her just a little bit. I think there is a point to what she's saying in that it really doesn't matter. Um, a little bit of an IQ gap doesn't matter. That's normal. That's normal among people who are different. Um, And it's also the case that um i mean despite even outside of iq there's like things like rationality so you can have like a great you can have a great system you know you can have a machine that is perfect but you are just a very emotional person and you don't use your machine <laughs> or you do use it but you use it to satisfy um some emotional desires you're not a particularly dispassionate thinker so all of your you know, brilliance is utilized in a way that may or may not be productive um, mm-hmm. or may or may not be like, you know, a great way of, of, of speaking about things or thinking about things to somebody who is deeply rational but might not be as smart. So right. I think there's, there are a lot of things that go into it, that go into whether or not somebody's a compatible discussion or conversation partner. But I do think it matters that they are. You know, like not yeah. not the the details of it don't matter, but can you enjoy speaking to them? You know, do you often have enjoyable conversations and lengthy enjoyable
0: conversations and and exciting? Like, does it get you excited about ideas?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, or, to or me, just anything? Just about yeah. life, right? Like, right.
1: If what if I don't care about ideas, then
0: then I don't yeah. need somebody to excite me that way. But right. Or Uh, talking about other people. I think this is also underrated. Like a a, a partner, you have to be able to like, you know, drive home from the dinner party and analyze all the people who were there. Really? Oh, Oh, 100%. Okay, so me and
1: my husband don't really do that. we Maybe for like 10 minutes, but it could be, it has to be something very obvious that like you couldn't ignore. And it just made the whole thing awkward. Yeah. But otherwise we don't. Of make two.
0: observations about other people's marriages and you know what's going on with them and what the maybe kinda... a little
1: bit but we just don't it just doesn't it's just not natural to us to like talk about that uh-huh. kind of thing um yeah and he's very sensitive to you know gossiping and i mean i, I don't mean i don't i'm not saying that right. that's what it is every time yeah. but he's very sensitive to this this whole like being negative behind other people's backs. He doesn't oh, doesn't even want to. I, touch I could it.
0: never. I'm never stealing your husband. In that yeah, case. he doesn't oh, totally. Well, okay, no, well, no interest now, in now. It.
1: Now you can meet him. Now you're allowed. Now you're allowed to come over. Okay. Uh, if if
0: I knew there was a key to unlock the door. Yeah. I, oh God. Because talking about it. I mean, it's not for starters. That's not gossip. Like I just. I, I know, also. I know. But it, no, no, no. I know you're. not. I know you know that. But I think a lot of people are like that's gossip. I mean, to me, gossip is like you know. You know, spreading dirt about other people, or betraying people's confidence, or making up stuff like that's that's a, a, one thing. But like, mm-hmm. sort of analyzing your friends and sort of talking about you know your friends with other friends that's just human nature. And it's it's terrible to think about people doing it to you, but it's just I do think that some life. people more do more than others.
1: Like I think some people just don't find that subject deeply interesting. I don't know if I find if I find it deeply interesting. So I can talk about it for a short period of time. Oh,
0: you and are then, so not a girl. And then all then I move girls on. do is analyze other women.
1: I I don't well so the negative here is that because I don't do it, I assume other people aren't doing it, which is stupid because of course they are. You know, like
0: oh. <laughs> you don't like, have people uh I'm sure though like it, we do this podcast and you don't have people being like, "Oh, Sarah, this is what I think about Megan." blah blah blah. blah. Come on.
1: Well, I don't. I don't grab. I have. I have not built up that that kind
0: of that pool of, like, that's not what my social circle looks like. You don't have people call, being like, "Ugh, your podcast partner." Like, I no. listen to your show, and this is what I think. And really? are you saying what well, you're so? What you're saying? I'm that, saying that, that no, people you love all the time you. about me. Like, no, no love, I mean, I, I, I get you, it, Meghan, Like, that's critiques. what you're telling me.
1: But it's, yeah, I, I don't
0: know, I don't. They love uh-huh. you. But I mean, it's a testament to how, you know, they, they keep listening. I mean, no, they think you're brilliant. And they also think that you're unusual. They and think they're,
1: I'm they're unhinged. Curious I'm sure. They're curious
0: about you. What? They think I'm unhinged, I'm sure. No, so. not unhinged. They just think that you're of a sort of mind that they have not encountered before. And they're mm-hmm. trying to figure out well, thank you wh- for what, that. what it's about. Nice spin on it. But I'm going to. No, it's true. It, and it's I say, okay, and I, I say you this know, is I, what I think, Sarah. This is what I think really is <laughs> going on with Sarah. And you have to be a joint at a very high member level to hear mm. the answer to that question. But wait, I wanna read a few more of these. Okay, so Justin, um, if you go on his Other Life um, newsletter, it's there's a lot of really interesting things here. Um, so one of the things he, he actually, in one of his posts, Uh, he talks about marrying a beautiful lower IQ girl. I love it's like lower IQ. It's kind of like lower middle class. (laughs) Can you be like, you know, upper? Yeah, like upper, upper middle IQ. Um, Okay. He says uh, about himself, my wife is smart. I suspect we're close in IQ, but we spend most of our little time together talking about the kid finances, what's for dinner. Maybe some light chat about current affairs and internet debates Um, but it goes without saying that if you want someone in your ballpark of IQ, it goes without saying that you do want someone in your ballpark of IQ, but I meet many successful unmarried men who have utterly unrealistic requirements around things like quote, intellectual conversation, objectively Mm -hmm. speaking, highfalutin G loaded conversation. I don't know what that means. It's just a very small fraction of what the married life entails. What does G loaded mean? He means like G as in like the, it's an IQ term. Like, see i uh, would not know the one
1: factor that like it is the foundation of of what i q is um and a and a high g score is basically basically means that you're likely to be good at a lot of different things um and that's what i q oh, kind of indicating okay so there's no basically there's no such thing as like high e q and high i q it's just one thing, but the people that are good at one are, tend to be the same people who are good at others, mm-hmm. other things, but um anyway, whatever
0: okay well you know who we should have
1: on like razi back we should have him on and he could explain this to us okay and tell us how we're both low g
0: well um i so but but okay but he also says the ironically the manosphere has nurtured many single men into an overly intellectualized attitude toward women do you think that's true What does that mean? Well, uh, many men are now so well studied in the science of mating that the fairer sex is now incomprehensible to them. They sought the truth about women and they received it in such a strong dose that they now hope to find a type of woman who doesn't exist. Well, that's true in terms of looks. Oh, I see. So they want the like hot, (laughs) the hot, uh, you know, the supermodel who has a PhD. Hey, gentlemen, just move to New York City. Okay. Because there's a lot of beautiful as, you know, women who would be models if they weren't five, six, who have PhDs in art history.
1: But those women don't want those guys. That's a
0: problem. Well, look, you'd be surprised because the uh, there is such an imbalance uh, among, mm-hmm. heter- you know, heterosexual men are in scarce supply in many circles in New York city. I have seen, I have seen uh shocking, Uh, pairings let's just put it that way like absolutely like you know stellar women with uh, men who don't deserve them let's put that way
1: well they do i mean look if they if it it's interesting to me to talk about the imbalance thing is that just a um a function of being in new york
0: well uh i think that there's a lot that goes into it i mean we're talking also just to be clear we're talking about edge in educated circles okay mm-hmm. so obviously uh, there's not an imbalance just across the board in terms of population but uh no i mean new york city is a place where uh it's there's not a lot of you know if if you are in sort of educated circles you're not going to run into people who are like in in the trades or doing mm-hmm. like industrial sorts of jobs um, the job, the, you know, the the career paths are there tend to be like publishing, media, fashion. There is finance, um, but a lot of those guys they pair up very young and they leave the city when they're in mm. their early thirties. That's the right. And that's then, the right thing to do. <laughs> they live in the suburbs. So you're wise. If you're like running around New York City, uh, Carrie Bradshaw style, there are not going to be a lot of men to choose from. Mm. Mm-hmm. I see. Well,
1: I, I mean, that's a tiny niche of American, but that's life, true
0: in DC. Actually, DC has an even more um, more imbalanced gender ratio, does it not? I, I guess, yeah. I think I think it does have a lot of um, unmarried women
1: past a certain age. I I forget. Yeah, because the they're working it, these. Yeah,
0: true. They're working like for these NGOs. They have careers. And these... They're busy. Right. right, but like, why are there so are, are there fewer men like working in these? Sort of mid level, or you know, entry level, and then mid level, like government jobs, or working. A for- man can marry a woman, and then
1: she is right. the one that's taking care of the children, and so you can build that life and still pursue the career. Right. That is just so much harder to do as a woman, and I, yeah, uh, you know, and so just just that nature, that that reality alone means that they that if you are a woman who is very career oriented you are going to face a tougher, you know, uphill climb um, as you grow older, especially.
0: Yeah. You know. Uh, yeah, it's not fair. I mean, I think people just have to accept that it's, it's not fair. It's not fair in any, in any, in any
1: way, in any dimension. Right. And that's okay. <laughs> you know, I think that's yeah. okay. I think we should just, yeah, accept it, move on, and then make the decisions that you are willing to live with. I just that's the part of like realism that really appeals to me is that it is the only way I can actually get close to living the kind of life that I that 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 would, you know, that has a possibility of making me happy. But if I presume, no, I can do everything, I can have it all, I can have a million kids, and a stellar career and write 10 books, and, you know, then win a Nobel at the end, you know, I just I will be setting myself up to up for failure and living for the future always living for the time when i'll finally have everything together and have a moment for myself but that that might never come you know and in the meantime the the present is
0: flying by slipping through our fingers but what do you think of these women that do manage to like you know have the kids in the office and just they're able to compartmentalize or multitask do you think that they're faking it or is there just a certain kind of um you know aberration some people are just incredibly there are some people who are just
1: incredibly good and Mm -hmm. there are also some people who are incredibly good and have like the right support structure to make something like that happen but i think for for most of the married women i know or uh, working moms that i know uh they often give up something there's something that they're not doing that everybody else is doing that they have to let go of because everybody has to you know we all have to face the facts. Like there's a limited amount of time. We have limited resources. What are you going to give up? And some women, they just, you know, they're, they don't care about their homes. Like they're just, everything is a mess and that's fine. (laughs) Like it's just, it's a pig's eye and that's fine. That's fine. We're okay with that. And I'm never making a a single meal. Uh, We're always ordering in. We're always eating, you know, Trader Joe's, frozen meals, whatever. Like, you know, people make, people have to make, some decision about what it is that they are not going to be perfect in and maybe even bad in like what, I, I think in order to, in order to succeed at anything, you have to be willing to accept that you will probably fail at some things. And it is smarter to be deliberate about what you choose to fail at.
0: Yes. So you should know your deficiencies.
1: Know your deficiencies and like know your limitations and just say, you know what, I am not, I, it's nice to live in a clean home, but it doesn't matter that much to me. It matters far more that I spend time with my family or that I have this career that I enjoy or that I sleep sufficiently. That matters more to me. So I'm going to fail at this. I'm going to fail at being a homemaker with this perfectly clean house. I that's something I'm going to fail at. And
0: I feel like that's the kind of thing that um, women kind of sabotage themselves. Like a lot, I think men care much less about having a perfectly clean home than women think that they do. Mm-hmm. I mean, some men don't like it, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I
1: can't no, stand I mean, it. The home is just wanting, I mean, it could, it could also just go, you know, I, uh, love having a clean home and i want to live in a clean environment and it really matters to me that i make my kids home-based lunches and they're super healthy and i've like examined all the ingredients and everything that i'm packing or i've made it from scratch every time and that matters to me and so maybe i can't have a career
0: are you saying you're quitting this podcast
1: um it's not much of a career so no (laughs) i'm quitting all my other things i'm quitting all my other serious things this is oh my god uh this is the easy stuff yeah Um, but i I think that people you know just you just have to face it you just have to face the thing that you you know that you um will not be able to do or you don't just just don't care about and then deliberately choose to fail at it you know go zero. Stop trying to do like 50% of everything or just, you know what I mean? Like a little, I'm going to be 20% good at this and 20% good at that. And 20% good at this. Just be, just go to zero.
0: Yeah. I (laughs) know. None of that. None of that. I know. I mean, people are really starting to uh, get mad at some of these, these trad influencers. I mean, that's a different thing because those women, they, they say they don't have a career, even though being an influencer is their career. But um, I guess there was one recently that, you know, she's on her like eighth kid or something. And. She like has a home birth beautifully live streamed. And then a week later is, you know, modeling some new fashion.
1: They're all liars. All of those influencers are professional liars. That's what they're there to do. They're there to lie to you about something that is truly impossible. And that's why you're watching them because you think, oh, it must, maybe it is possible. Look at her. She's doing it. This thing that I know from my own life and experience is not possible might be possible given what i'm seeing you know and then and then you indulge that fantasy and buy their you know the their suggested amazon list of whatever like kitchen aids
0: uh, yeah i just think that it's I i can imagine being um like a very young person and just wanting to give up. I mean, between reading this Manosphere stuff between reading the trad stuff, the eight, you know, you're going to eight, you're going to hit the wall. I mean, I know we talked about this last time and I'm still investigating this. I think a lot of this, like, you know, there's no, you know, body count. Uh, She's, she's hit the wall when she's past 25 kind of stuff is being generated by like bot farms and, you know, it's India just a bizarre somewhere. thing. I just, I, I can't think- stand the, 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 the wall
1: conversation, but, what but you I can see about? how
0: that could, that could affect you. I mean, like, it's funny because I mean, if somebody like me, they, like if, if I had a different kind of temperament, I could get very upset by that sort of thing. I mean, I'm like everything that they're cautioning against. It's like, look, you could be middle-aged, you could be alone and you could, you know, have mm-hmm. nothing. And, uh, I can imagine like, Becoming actually very afraid of that or feeling very, very hurt. Like I can imagine being in my 30s, say, and if I was never married or trying to date, and like reading that kind of stuff. And what are you supposed to do with that? What are you supposed to do if you're like 32 years old, and you're a woman, and you have a decent career, and you're like, you know, higher mid, upper mid maybe you're Mm -hmm. a six also Mm -hmm. like since when did we start doing the like she's a 10 thing i feel like that that, like you know that was kind of like a joke in the 80s and now it's like come back now we're all doing it yeah right so so like what but i mean can you if i was like you know that woman that i just described how do you like how do you tune that out how Mm -hmm. do you get through the day because there's nothing wrong with being 32 years old and single and looking for somebody that's like fine. Okay. I mean, maybe it's not optimum. If you want to have a bunch of kids, yes, you do need to get on it, but there's nothing like embarrassing or epic fail about that.
1: Yeah. I just don't, I think that orientation might be the problem, like less so the objective fact of where you are at 32, but the practice of measuring yourself up by any standard, whether that be the standard set by these online weirdos or by your mom or by the feminist, you know, professor who thinks, you know, that women should be like independent warriors their whole lives. I, I just, I think maybe just stop, stop thinking about that um, or train yourself to not think about that because there's grief Waiting for you, no matter whose you know life like path journey you start. Right, you
0: start comparing yes, yourself. Yeah, exactly. To. Something you're going to be bummed about something. Yeah, no matter what. But yeah. how do you tune that out? That's like an incredible discipline. I don't. Mm. I think that's a big ask. Like, how are you? Well, like, what are you supposed to do? Just not go on apps? Like, not go on dating apps? Not go online? I I don't I don't know not look at Instagram yeah I
1: just don't be on Instagram I don't have an Instagram yeah but why you're, does anyone okay. have an Instagram but like
0: I'm saying if you are like a, this this if you, you are know. somebody
1: who is on Instagram and it bothers you then how are you not going to be influenced well you're probably going to be influenced by it because you're exposing yourself to something that is toxic to you in particular you know like I could be on Instagram probably and not be that affected by the pictures and stuff I see but it's also the fact that I'm not interested so I'm just not going to
0: right right but like if you i'm just i'm thinking back like if i i mean i remember being like in my early 30s and you know sort of dating and like being you know being being single and there weren't even dating apps i mean they Mm. were maybe just starting Mm -hmm. but um I, i but and i remember just kind of like this a little bit of a feel. I mean, I was different cause I had different goals. I was a weirdo, but I, but I mean, I, I can imagine, I, I, I remember like the feeling that the stakes were high. Like mm. I need, you know, if I am going to meet somebody, like they need to be the perfect person or like, I, I do need to find this, you know, very, very certain kind of person. And yeah. that, and that just seems like there was just no noise at that time. Like there was you, there was nothing, you weren't like having a social life online. And I just don't, I I see that you still felt that way, right?
1: Like you still felt a little bit like Uh, that.
0: Yeah. But I didn't, I didn't go around thinking like, Oh, I'm mid. I didn't go around Mm. thinking like, Oh, I don't look like this porn star. I -hmm. didn't go around like dating men who looked at online pornography all the time. And were like choking you, you know, before the second round of drinks comes. I, I mean, (laughs) it's like yeah yeah. I, i i cannot imagine
1: i think we do live in a world of far more images you know um of the best there possibly could be in any one specific arena and we're kind of bombarded by it all the time the best of the best of uh you know beauty the best of talents the best of whatever and and it's
0: memes like they're just they're reacting to like exactly i think we're just living in like not even only a visual culture but like a one like a snap like it like everything is a meme or just a very quick like concept
1: it's an image it's not even a concept you know what i mean like it's just like a like bite size yeah right just and and there is no reality behind it but it doesn't seem to matter because we are looking at it i think that you know um, it's an impossible thing to resist so the only way to win is to just not play it all it's not to test your willpower and be like no i definitely can go on instagram i definitely can you know, follow all my friends. And then I won't, I, I, I really won't get jealous this time because I'll, I'll yeah. try to remember that these are their high. This is their highlight reel or whatever that cliche is. And, you know, and I, I, I can't compare myself to that. I'll try to, and I'll, you know, just have all this willpower and keep it together. I think you don't design yourself and you design your life in a way that you have to resist some temptation right Uh, right
0: like just don't but then are you just like it's like don't have the cookies in the house yeah you are somebody
1: who can't stop eating cookies once you start one but what kind of life life.
0: is like then what are they supposed to do like how what is a young person supposed to do because everything is sort of taking place on screens I mean look when I was in my 20s you know when I was a young single woman I felt that like Part of the seduction process was sort of having intellectual conversations about French films. I'm sorry, like that. You, you would should go, be sorry for that. <laughs> well, I mean, it was like, oh yeah, you go out, you meet somebody for a drink, and you have a couple of drinks, and you get into this like kind of like. And if they didn't want French thing. film,
1: you would just say
0: no. What you that that? said no to my husband.
1: Yeah, you would have. You no, said, I'm not saying that they seen were required
0: to talk about that. Films. I'm just saying that like there was a way of seducing men by being, like, interesting. Yes. Are you
1: sure, though? I don't think so. Like, this is, I remember that Obama, that quote from the Obama book where he he talks about how he pretended to be this intellectual so that he could get all these women... Like he t- pretended to be a Marxist so he could get. Yeah, the, I
0: know that was funny. That was, that go, was, but, I mean, it was funny, but I think that's what. Yeah, but he, are, but he is an intellectual, but he's not a dummy. I mean, like, it, that's not like he's some Neanderthal. Is that Pretending to be an intellectual. Men, though? I don't was think that? it's deeply.
1: I don't think it's deeply. Sedu- I think it's people can't help, but, but. Try and project the image that they would like to see in others. And I think that too many women fall into this trap and too many men fall into it too. You know, when men are sitting there focusing on their abs they're doing something that, like, they, th- it's a male equivalent of what they would Oh, my want God. It's woman. so
0: girly. Well, that's why women don't like it. It's a turnoff because they're acting like women. Yeah. They don't, but they don't understand
1: that. They don't understand right. that they are the t- same with like the dick pic. It's like, I would like to see a picture of your genitals. So maybe she would love to see a picture of my genitals. Like, I think it's, oh, <laughs> there's like a naive sense of like, I mean, oh, well, it's a solid You know, it's like, system. what is it? Um, treat people how you would want to be treated i think there's a a way in which there's like an extension of that but it's problematic when you you know there's this huge sex divide and also just people are different so that there's another reason why that fails but um i don't think men care that women are all that interesting they just that the women they're with are all that i don't know i think I, (laughs) i think it's a it's an icing on a cake but it's not the cake it's a I nice know a thing. Lot of, I know like,
0: a lot of men who have rejected women because they're boring. I do. I think, do, are you sure that that's why they rejected
1: them? Or it was just that they weren't beautiful enough or warm enough or affectionate enough? And what I mean, they told and, you is that they Warm
0: goes a long way. Warm and affectionate does go a long way. That's true. Like how, it, it, warm
1: a warm and affectionate woman who is like, I mean, who am I? Who, who is a hot person who's is like also attainable hot? Like Emma Watson, I guess. No. Who's who's a Hermione Granger? Is that Emma Watson? I think I don't so. Know. Whatever. Um Hermione I don't know. from Harry Potter. i, I uh I, I she don't she know she's that. like girl next door. like pretty she's pretty. Well Jennifer she's... Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence is hot. Like that. Jennifer yeah. Lawrence is hot. Hot. Yeah. Okay. Okay, but if, if Jennifer Lawrence shows up and she's warm. <laughs>
0: she's right man. she likes but you. i i do think that, that's the, it look, that's, but she, that is what's that, interesting see this her. is okay but actually i i feel like before there was maybe nothing has changed but i mean i i feel like in my 20s it was just like people were running around like meeting in bars and smoking cigarettes and talking about intellectual things as a way of like getting each other in bed
1: mm-hmm. i mean maybe
0: it was all a ruse and maybe we could have just like skipped the conversation part but i don't know like (sighs) i think it can be you know i i I think it i just
1: think it's so much more important for women than it is for men period to be able to do that and interact with somebody like that but it's a social game too right like you're flirting in a different way but it's still the flirting that's the meat of it what's happening not so much the actual like are they literally giving you a great opinion about this complex intellect No, problem? no
0: i mean no but like i think it it's just it it is um an option like it's that an was option a sort of lame you could, it's a it's a seduction technique like if that's what you're good at like some people are you know we have different ways of presenting ourselves mm. so some people are gonna like be seductive just by being like extremely coy or something Did like you ever that
1: think in that deliberate kind of sense like this is what I have. And so this is what I'm going to use
0: as not deliberate, but I'm like, well, this works. This is what, Mm. you know, this is like, this has worked for me in the past. I don't know. Like, Mm. but I'm Mm. not gonna, you know, I'm going to put this part of my personality first. You know, look, I could sit down with this person and like, talk about something I just read and, and, and talk about ideas in an excitable way, which is authentic. Or I could sit down and like, you know, complain about, you know everything I have anxiety about and like dump my neuroses on the table uh you know door number one is better so Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I don't know I I wonder if there's something about the apps that sort of obviates that step like oh you already see like my Spotify list you already see everything that I'm into uh so therefore we don't have to discuss it I, I don't know I, I think I the apps know. are ruining dating. I think Yeah, I don't I don't it. know. I mean I don't use them enough. I've just I very really barely use them. I would not, if I was single today, I would not go on an app. I just would not go no, on an I app. No, but I think if you're not on them, you're not dating.
1: I would try and I don't maybe this would be maybe this would fail. Because I don't I don't know. I haven't been on the scene um for a very long time. But if if uh if I was single today, I think I would sign up for the kind of hobbies that i might find somebody who you know like hiking club if i liked hiking um you know
0: those are full of women like those kinds of things are or you know women you know what's where men
1: men go to places where they can actually where not where not where there's like a secondary goal but where there's just a goal like they might go you know like they might um learn how to do something specific that they actually want to do in life and they might take a, a course about that.
0: You know, I mean, like go to the Home Mechanics. Depot. Go to the Home Depot. You should definitely like, go to the home Depot. home Depot. I mean, there's Just a lot. Go of to contract. wander
1: the halls in Home Depot. I know, like, like you're lost, and a lot of contractors walk up so. to a yeah, a lot of contractors.
0: I mean, well, that's div- during the
1: day. In the evening, oh, that's the husband the, hours when all the that's dads the, are.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. I don't know. There was some, um, uh, I don't know if this was official, but there was like a supermarket here, like Air one. I don't know if you have it in, DC. I don't know if you have in other cities, but uh, Air One, it's kind of like a high end, like Whole Foods or Sprouts or something. And apparently there was a sort of unofficial singles hour, like one night a week where mm-hmm. people were, you know, you would go at that time. And then there was some kind of code, like you would say something like, have you tried the soup? And it was a way of um like signaling to somebody that you were available. <laughs> Have you tried the soup? Yeah.
1: That's uh, I
0: guess fun. I don't know. I don't know. I've never done um, kind of these yeah. singles. There was an if you wonder, there was an article about it in Los Angeles magazine, written I, by I my it, friend but, Annabelle Gerwich, so you can go read read. Do about things it.
1: in the real world as much as possible. Get involved in hobbies. That's that people struggle with hobbies for some reason that are you know sort of extroverted how do they have
0: time well well if you're if you're single i feel like you i do don't have, have time. time for hobbies and i'm i have no no your life is all, all. Your, your actual job my whole life is a hobby, is a hobby. Like, like but, you know but your whole you're, life you're, is a hobby
1: your your career is the kind of career where it requires your full devotion and you know and heart and mind and soul and all of it but you actually can meet people meet people through it too right like you can go yeah. to writing whatever what do you what do what do writers do retreats
0: well, yeah, I mean, I don't yes. get invited to them anymore, but yeah. I know, but that's
1: something that's something you <laughs>
0: yeah. can do. Yeah, if, no, it is a very, it's know. a public, it's a sort of public. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm talking to people all the time. Uh, or you can yeah. go to, you know, get involved in
1: something very, if you're really desperate, think about all the things you're interested in, pick the most male-oriented one, and make that your hobby. That Maybe that's something you do. Like, you're really, maybe you're interested in astronomy a little bit, mm-hmm. out of a lot of
0: other things. Uh, and men that's the one to get
1: into if you're right want and to if, be a lot of men.
0: if men want to meet women they should get interested in astrology oh god that
1: would do any off, though. Okay. So this it... is what's hard about it for men because like they can't they, can, they can't do the woman thing because then then they appear feminine and
0: that's a turn off to women it's yeah. not a turn off to men if she's like into some guy thing no she's not being like the cool girl like if she's into
1: auto only women judge other women for that men only like them for that and that's why that's why that's an instant. but
0: men don't like it when women are super career ambitious they don't like that if they're not going to have time for them
1: yeah i think it depends i think it it, it depends on what it is what that what that Mm -hmm. trait is yeah um and there are things that can be that can signal a kind of masculinity that they don't enjoy you're right. right. You're right. Career orientation is one of those things. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. But men like it when you have hobbies and you're intense about it because men love being intense about hobbies. Like mm-hmm. totally you know women are not intense about hobbies that often. I notice that. Like the kind of well, obsession intense. kind of thing is that that's a man. Right. Well, no they have what their
0: is. but that's because they have their friends. They don't um they have their women friends. I mean, women are not as intense about like I, I think that men fall in love a lot faster and more intensely than women because they need their female partner for their like entire sort of emotional su- sustenance. Mm-hmm. Like they don't have friends. They don't have friendships in the same way. I mean, again, we've talked about this. I think this is why like older women don't pair up as quickly after they're widowed or divorced because they have like circles of, they have social. And there's
1: nothing that... for men to lose. Like it's like, they're, that's why they're in the court. That's why they're doing the courting uh, traditionally is that you can fall he- head over heels in love with the absolutely the wrong woman. And that wouldn't have necessarily ruin your life. But if you're a woman, you know, if, if the reverse was true, he was much more likely to ruin your life um, in a way that you couldn't possibly fix. OK, that's I changed. can hear that changed, changed now. No, that's man is I don't think that's true anymore. Okay, the I'm saying are- that that. that that was true in -hmm. i I think that has been true up until very very modern times so there are tendencies that might just be you know uh like holdovers from i've seen i think
0: i have seen more women ruin men's lives than vice versa like in with horrible divorces custody stuff like just emotional manipulation
1: emotional manipulation uh, like that's just really...
0: borderline stuff mm-hmm. emotional abuse kind of mm-hmm. stuff i uh, definitely see a lot of, i mean there, there's, a, there's a definitely parody if not um i think women have gotten yeah, yeah, more you know, gotten you know they've uh gotten ahead they've they've what is it they're they're killing it women are uh, killing it they, in the they've uh, broken the glass in ceiling in of the uh, relationship abuse. sabotage <laughs> yeah. space
1: <laughs> yeah yeah
0: um yeah. But I don't know. Anyway, do we have anything more about the IQ? Oh, we were. Yeah. Like, is it harder OK, this is one last thing on this. Like, do you think that if you are a very, very high IQ woman, it's harder to get a guy than the other way around? I think so. Yeah.
1: Definitely. Well, unless unless you are the type of woman who can put aside <laughs> your IQ, <laughs> well, just check it at the door it's it's just that women want somebody who is as smart as them as them or smarter and they want that more often than men want that so there are some women who are willing to put that aside and date dumber guys and be with dumber guys and they're capable of loving them and respecting them and everything but it is just something you see less often in women and in men there is a greater tolerance for that like there is just like a like you know their their range of iqs that they're willing to accept it's just like the the age because they want her to gets... be
0: hot <laughs> right so if she's hot she'll make up for like any almost any level of stupidity no i don't think that's true i mean, I, I, I i also
1: don't don't think um this kind of like women are looking for competence when we are looking for yeah. a mate and that is very important to us for very like obvious i mean evo like, psych or whatever but it's 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 obvious why women would want that in a man and being as smart as you or smarter is what you're bringing to the table. You're bringing that level of competence that comes with being intelligence, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what men need to be signaling. Even if they're dumb, they need to be signaling competence in some way that would impress a woman.
0: Yeah. I mean, I definitely know women who are like very, very intelligent and highly educated who are with men who are, you know, definitely less educated. I don't know about intelligence, but the men are definitely offering something—some kind of groundedness, mm-hmm. like stability, competence, um, security. Yeah, stre- something.
1: Yeah. This something. Something that that there's this kind of traditional masculine role that still has to be met, and if you are too intelligent yeah it's what 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 did you call it the tall girl problem yeah right so IQ. we were
0: talking about this last night I was wondering if uh I was like positing this so like if you are a a very high IQ woman and you can only date you know the same IQ level man or higher is that like the mental equivalent of having the tall girl problem yeah I I, I think it is I think that's a really good way to put it
1: because it is true it's true men like it when women are tall they they do like it when a woman is not taller than them but kind of close by oh they do they do they do prefer it they just don't prefer it so much that they'll say no to you know a five foot two cutie mm-hmm. um who is really into them uh so it's just it is a preference it's just not a it's not a requirement No. For a girl to be particularly, but I mean the tall. thing,
0: it's the tall thing too is another thing. I feel really bad for men with this because most men, I think, what the average man is like five nine. Mm. So well, yeah, I mean
1: well, that's a lot like, of them are coming from ethnicities where the women are also like the short guys are coming from, like places where the women are also super tiny like mexican men are shorter yeah i know
0: but then all the Anglo women guys, are like he has to be six feet taller i'm I'm gonna swipe past yeah, him I just don't the think thing that's it's real. terrible
1: it's it's the it's a dating apps so people just need to get off find some other way hire a matchmaker i really think that's going to be like a, that's a growing job market
0: i wondered about that yeah we talked to yeah. penelope that, about that. maybe that's a company to start maybe that maybe you should in. do that
1: maybe should i i hate other people though don't want to see them happen.
0: you you would have to hate other people in order to be a matchmaker because you would have to inflict such pain and torture upon them
1: i would like for, to. i would have liked that that would have been a great i would have loved to be set up by a matchmaker and see what she thinks i would like that would be interesting <laughs>
0: well I, I i don't think too I knew late well i i don't think i knew <laughs> Do they have ones for polyamory do they have matchmakers for polyamory Uh, that would that is that's a new thing if you're tired in your marriage and you want to explore polyamory but you just don't have the time to go out and find you know your new polyamorous partners you hire somebody to find them for you the thruple the the you know millionaire thruple (laughs) maker oh god uh you
1: shared an article with me yesterday yeah i'm sorry those, about it's that. a very I deep, apologize. deeply disturbing i mean it how a polyamorous mom had a big sexual adventure and found herself this is in the new york times um and it's about yeah, a memoir a re, it's a review of a new book it's a review of a memoir uh, by molly Roden winter yes um who's talking about her open marriage uh with work and child care and goes, she goes into evidently um graphic detail she's 51 years old and goes into graphic detail about her sex life yeah in in this new polyamory
0: yeah so here's um this is a uh the review alexandra alter is the reviewer she's a, a great writer so this is uh she describes this is how the reviewer describes the book winter this is the author of the memoir winter is at her home in brooklyn She has just had sex with her boyfriend while her two children sleep upstairs. Her husband, Stuart, consented to her tryst, but feeling guilty, she dashes naked into the kitchen to text him. Don't worry, she writes. He has nothing on you as a lover. But instead of texting her husband, she accidentally sends the message to her boyfriend, who leaves in a huff and later breaks up with her. Winter, devastated, begs her husband to come home to comfort her. I hate when that happens
1: me too oh
0: Oh. you know this texting is just dangerous oh yeah um
1: sometimes yeah i mean and then she has multiple boyfriends or just that one uh, (laughs) at that point zero boyfriend right because he left her
0: yeah i mean the husband has girlfriends too um let's see uh i mean this is uh like the the new york times for this start, the new york times is like book. obsessed with polyamory they have covered it a lot mm-hmm. um yeah
1: i wonder if this coverage of polyamory is a way of like you know living through it you know what i mean kind of uh, oh
0: they just want it like like a you know proxy they just want to yeah um this is their uh, way
1: of 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 scratching that itch in their imaginations or in the imaginations of their yeah will literally actually never do anything like this but it gives their fantasies this like realism you know and detail uh that makes it a little bit more satisfying i wonder if that's what it is like i wonder if it's it's vicarious
0: yeah so right well so um this piece says along with novel's TV shows and movies that depict thruples, polycules, and other permutations of open relationships. There's a growing body of nonfiction literature that explores the ethics and logistical herders of polyamory. Recent titles include memoirs like the journalist Rachel Kranz's 2022 book, Open, an uncensored memoir of love, liberation, and nonmonogamy, mm-hmm. uh, and self-help uh, and inspirational books like The Anxious Person's Guide to non the polyamory paradox and a polyamory devotional, which has 365 daily reflections for the polyamorous. I mean, I'm glad this market is being served finally. No more, yeah. no more erasure of this yeah. very important segment of the populace. Uh, yeah.
1: I think it's exhausting. I mean, it How to- can yeah, we, on top really. of everything you know what i mean on the one hand oh women how can women do it all like we can't you know you can't even have a great relationship with your husband you don't have time for it and now now we're now i have to do this now i have to have a boyfriend and i have to make sure i don't text him anything that i was actually supposed to send my husband that's so much work yeah how can this even be an interesting fantasy is what i want to know To me, it sounds exhausting. I wonder pain in the ass.
0: Yeah. I I wonder if maybe some of the coverage is like a way this would be cope, like a way of sort of like reminding yourself that it's not worth it. Like if you are tempted to cheat, Mm. if you read enough about polyamorous people, you're just like, ugh, okay. No. Or you just feel
1: better, you feel better about yourself by reading their
0: like horror stories and
1: you just think you just tut tut and say, I didn't make that decision. That's not something I would ever do.
0: Right. Uh, What did it
1: think was going to happen?
0: I know. There (laughs) was a piece in the New York Times, I think it was last summer about the town of somerville massachusetts which is a, a little you know outside of boston which is has apparently become like a locus of polyamory mm. and like you know throuples yeah. and polycules are moving there because oh, the gross. community is so tolerant and mm. you know there are like cafes that cater to them or something i don't know what that means like there there aren't as many like two top tables there's like only you know four and six i don't know um <laughs> yeah. Sarah, I, I you think are that so vanilla. I they that.
1: they I th- I think if you start to have a community of of po- polyamory might be one of those things where if only a small percentage of people are doing it, it's fine. You know, like society doesn't crumble.
0: You mean like, like me. But if like people like like people like me being childless, uh right. like ethans, a it's small okay if it's percentage a of small. people, yes. yes.
1: It, it's okay if a small percentage of people are childless. So long as everybody else is having kids so that we have like another, we have a future population to sustain us, then it's fine. Um, if that percentage grows too much, then we have a problem. And I think there is something to be said about this, because I can't imagine this is a great way to raise children. This is what I I, I, I don't recall if there was something about her children. I think they're a little older, right? Like they're teenagers or something. And yeah, I think this, they this had, author they and, had and, and soccer and stuff. Right and which is that's i, I guess okay <laughs> but definitely not something you want to do when the kids are very young. No, I don't I think, think that's, you could. It's really messed up. Yeah but yeah and even if you tried it would be terrible. Like it would just be a deeply selfish thing to do.
0: I mean like also like speaking of selfish I mean do you think it's just sort of um it's uh, I'm just thinking about this out loud now like is this kind of like a lazy person's you know version of cheating like it has the appearance of not being lazy because it's ethical non-monogamy but like what if you just had an affair if you just Mm -hmm. have an affair do it and then it's your responsibility to keep your mouth shut about it I feel like this is just like a, a sort of a manifestation of a culture that doesn't have any boundaries and that can't keep a secret and nothing is private and you have to mm-hmm. s- confess everything all the time um and it, it, it's like no have an affair and don't tell your spouse that's your punishment <laughs> your punishment for having the affair that you have is to carry this have to carry spirit. it yes yeah and, and you then know, you have people have been doing that forever mm-hmm. nothing new so they're about still that. doing that yeah and they're still doing it and you know i would i would, I would. I would, Guess that the majority of people who have affairs stay married. Mm-hmm. So,
1: and yeah, well, I and I the majority the of people who become out,
0: polyamorous, out. I mean, just in my anecdotal experience, the people I know, everybody I know who has tried polyamory it, it has failed, like a one hundred percent. It's too much of a mind fuck for most people. Yeah, and
1: it's yeah. I I think in that case, if you really need to scratch an itch, but you don't want to destroy your marriage. Have it like an ethical affair, or an unethical affair. uh, Unethical, sorry, an unethical affair, and then live with uh live with that. Yeah, live with that. That you well, that's what you did, and you're that person. And if you ever find out that your spouse did the same, well, you got to be forgiving. Yeah, and don't and you know don't
0: text, don't text. That's the other thing. Everybody, everybody I ever know who's been caught having an affair, it's because they texted the the wrong person. And they put no, or they put the phone down. It's like, you want to get caught. They put the phone down mm. and the text popped up or they handed the phone to the spouse for some mm. reason. It's just mm. like sloppy mistakes. Well, so, then how do you communicate if you're not talking? Text- well, I don't, maybe you have to be old fashioned. You have to like, I, you know, I would think be mail? Like actually sexy. Well, you could definitely have an affair with the mailman, not on Martin Luther King day because he would not show up, but, but, um, I I think there's, maybe it's something like, there's something to be said for like, you know, meet me at this hotel room at this time. I mean, that's how people used to do it. They would call from a payphone. my God. Like, that was what was hot about it. You know, it? we're gonna meet okay. up at this time. You know what's a great, um, uh, Love and Death? It, this was a recent, it was a limited series uh, about, um, a it was a real story. It took place in, in Texas, actually uh in the in the 8 in the early 80s and I won't give it away too much it's a it's a murder story but it has to do with a a couple uh who was having an affair very small town texas they were churchgoers like really kind of like you would think very conservative just kind of ordinary people and the portrayal of this affair it's elizabeth olson um who's an excellent actress actually you know she's one of the sisters of the olson twins not an olson twin but she mm-hmm. is an olson and Jesse Plemons, the actor who's like in everything now, he was on Friday Night Lights originally. Um, the depiction of these two having an affair in like the late seventies, early eighties, is just like extraordinary to see. And actually, it's a it's a good uh, it's a good it's a good example. Like if you would like to see how to have an affair, this would you should learn from this. Mm-hmm. They just meet up. Okay. No texting. No
1: texting, no. Yeah, don't. It's the evidence trail that must that must get on. That's yeah, right. I, I I think I I once like browsed um a subreddit or something that was about like adultery, but it was like they were they were pro like they were adulterers who mm-hmm. were like
0: looking for partner. <laughs> yeah, they were pro um, at, pro pro adult. Yeah,
1: and at some point somebody posted something about how it's it's hard. It it seems like it's harder for the men to find a women like a female partner um who really is in it for just this one-time thing and she's not looking for a way out of her marriage right um the other way around, it's like for, with men it's uh you know what what do they say that men cheat to stay and women cheat to leave.
0: Yeah. Yes, and actually sometimes it helps their marriage. That was one of the plot points in Love and Death actually. Mm. Like she ends up falling for him kind of. I mean, she's also like a, a sociopath, but um you know, and in in fact like, you know, he's he's very unhappy in his marriage and is like super excited about the affair in the beginning, but it ends up actually having a positive effect on his marriage mm-hmm. um and so the affair was actually good and in her yeah. case she just wanted like she wanted, she wanted to be out. with him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: yeah 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 so i think it, it it even in like the adultery space the marketplace for <laughs> adultery it can be a little difficult for people yeah, who well i
0: mean to women them. get emo- i mean that's the women get emotionally invested I guess I also just think that that's what they just want out
1: when they want to have. When when a woman gets to a point where she wants to have an affair, she has disengaged emotionally enough with her husband that she's willing to take this on. Uh, And that that is a much more threatening signal. You know, not just because he's going to flip out in a way that she wouldn't have flipped out about it if he finds out, but also just her doing it means something else about. Mm um how she feels about yeah about him
0: although i i i can think of examples where the woman's had an affair and they're still married I mean, of course okay. everything
1: there's yeah. always there are always yeah. exceptions but like yeah. you could you could find somebody you could find a man who's like you know the an older older man who's like 50 in his 50s or whatever or you know just a man a husband with yeah and it's the just a wife little, just had side, a kid a little and... side dish for him yeah, yeah 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 and like i'm not i still love my wife i still want to be with her she means everything to me yada yada but she just is not as interested in sex anymore or after she's had kids she's not interested in sex but i'm still interested in sex and
0: i think they you know, think so they they're... deserve it i think they think if they're not getting it at home that they are owed uh sex i think it's and just so a, need. It's a need it.
1: yeah i think it's a need in the same way for women as there's an emotional connection is a need And that's, that's a, that's a need that like that kind of intimacy men sometimes fail at providing women with, then they go to their friends. And then the dangerous thing is if they go to somebody else, that's not a friend, um, for that kind of emotional closeness, but women need that too. And if you didn't have any female friends, you would want it from your
0: husband. And if he didn't give it to you, you would search somewhere else. Okay. That's why gentlemen never deny your wife, her book club. Otherwise, yeah, or just she will need emotional her. sustenance. She will have to talk about Colleen Hoover with some hot dude. And then yeah. you know, she'll be in the sack <laughs> with him. All right. Um, OK. Do we have anything else? No. Do we no, have any announcements?
1: This has been a while. Uh, subscribe, please. Thank you. A special I place I have some announcements. Upstack.com. I'm sorry.
0: I will say this. Yes. Yeah, please subscribe, rate, review really quickly. Uh, Unspeak Easy Retreats. March 2nd and 3rd, we're going to be in Austin. And Sarah Heppola is our guest speaker. May 18th and 19th, we're in Seattle. Katie Herzog is our guest speaker. October 5th and 6th, Toronto. Tara Henley is our guest speaker. Uh, We also have events, Los Angeles, Louisville, Woodstock. Guest speakers uh, will be announced at some point. So go to unspeakeasy.com and find out how to apply. And uh, yeah rate and review, become a paying subscriber, the usual.
1: Yeah. Okay. Thanks everyone. Bye. All right.
0: Bye.